Hunter almost knocked me off the stage. <laughs> Let me try to rock my chair off the stage. That is one of my fears whenever I sit right here. Well, we had a, uh, we had a really great week at Impact. Would you guys agree with that? Yes, we had a great week, and uh, uh, I have uh, four or five things that I'm going to ask them about, and we'll spend you know, two or three minutes uh, uh, talking about them. If you're, all you can see is the back of my head over here, sorry, but you can move if you want to, it doesn't matter, you can move. Um, but uh, uh, we're going to, uh, to talk about it, and uh, they're going to share some, some pretty neat things. Uh, you know, every year... Uh, you go to Impact, and you don't know what the theme is until you arrive. Uh, you don't have any idea. Now then, with social media, that's getting harder and harder to protect, especially if you follow the Impact uh, Twitter feed, or the, which I'm sure all of you do, um, or the uh, Impact Facebook page, because people post on that, and people that are at Impact that, that you might be associated with, or that I'm associated with, they'll talk about the theme, and they'll... Uh, they'll talk about uh, different things. So it's not quite, as, uh, not quite as easy to keep it contained until you get there. But for the most part, you don't know what it is until you arrive. You want to come up here with me? Okay. Um, you can sit right here. Um, but we got there this year, and we realized that the theme was abandoned. The theme was abandoned. and uh, kind of has a uh, couple of uh, different things with it, and it's the... It's, uh, you know, at, at times you feel abandoned by the world. You know what I'm talking about? feel abandoned sometimes by people and uh, things that happen in your life. There can be a sense of abandonment, a divorce, you know, things like that. Losing a loved one can leave you with a sense of abandonment. But carried with that is even though we might feel abandoned by the world, we will never be abandoned by God. You know, uh, Deuteronomy, was it 31.6, says, you know, be strong and courageous, don't be afraid. You know, God says, I'm with you. He says, I will not leave you, I will not abandon you, I will not forsake you. I'll always, I will always be with you. And it was, it was those words that were uh, directed toward Joshua as he was getting ready to, to lead the people, getting ready to, to take over for Moses as they were getting ready to, uh, to go into the promised land. And so, <clears throat> this week we... Uh, we heard from different teachers and different speakers, and uh, the, the keynote speakers talked about the abandonment. But as we went to classes, and they went to two classes each day, um, Tuesday through Friday, two classes a day, so that'd be eight classes. And it was during those classes that they heard different uh, teachings, and it was all based on the text we just looked at. It was 1 Corinthians 13, I think specifically verses 4 through maybe the beginning of of, of verse 8 there, and their classes were, were based on that, talking about love, and so um, it, was a, it was a really, really great, uh, really great week, and uh, just, uh, I think it was um, one of the best weeks we've had at Impact. Um, uh, everybody met or got to know or developed a relationship with someone else, right, that you didn't really have Either maybe you didn't know them as well. Like these guys, they knew each other, but they didn't know each other that well. And now, you know, uh, Hunter and Pierce, they, they feel like they've, they've developed a relationship. Others, uh, you know, they met people. Yeah, yeah. They met other people from another group. Um, and, you know, a lot of times you meet people from another group and they're from like thousands of miles away and you only see them at impact. Well, 
our group got connected with a group that's about 70 miles away, and so we can go and see them. Uh, as a matter of fact, you know who it is. You know Johnny Brown, my friend that's been here before. They connected with their group just by, just sort of happened. Yeah, that was great. And so they had a lot of, uh, a lot of good times together and uh, tearful goodbyes. But it's like, oh, hey, see you next week. You know, because they can do that because they're, uh, they're close enough. So anyways, I have uh, a few things that I want to ask them about and uh, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll hear from them. So uh, during the week, you're, you're not, you have some free time. You have different activities that they do, and you know that's when they're introducing you to the campus as well. And you get to, you could, of course, you can play all kinds of games and stuff. And so, at the end of every day, we meet for a group devotional, and uh, after worship, and we have just where it's our time, where it was just, it was just this right here, it was this group, and we would talk about the high points of the day. And and of course, we always started with, uh, you know, what was your favorite activity like during free time? What was the most fun? part about your day or your day. So tell us, or tell them rather, some of your, your favorite free time activities um, during Impact. And just whoever wants to speak, go ahead. Chuck. It's on. Chuck. <laughs> um, one of my favorite free time things, there's like this big thing they blew up called the Big Baller. And it was like the Wipeout Balls, like from the show Wipeout. And I thought it would be easy because it's like just some balls you jump on top of just, just running right? it, yeah it's just running them and um i ran up on it the first time and fell on my face in between two balls <laughs> and it was pretty it's pretty funny but it took me like 20 tries to finally get across and that was pretty fun if i remember correctly you said after doing that you had more respect for the people that go and wipe out. yeah a lot more respect <laughs> a lot more respect because they do it pretty quick compared because to how you I in did. fact did wipe out and wipe out and wipe out. It's wipe funnier out to watch, yeah. trust me. It's a lot funnier. Yeah, I actually to watch. made it across on like everybody else there. Okay, I'm not interested in video of you making it across. Is there video of you busting your face? No. Because that's what I would leak like. Yeah, there's some video of her doing it. It's pretty funny. Oh, we have plenty. And we, I did see the video of Kaylee eating it one Hilarious. time. And so maybe we'll, we'll work that into something. I don't know. With sermon illustration or something. You know, we've all sinned and fallen on our face on a big bouncy ball. <laughs> Thing. And so maybe we'll work that in one day. We'll see. We'll see. We'll get All right. Oh, so Pierce, uh, if you don't know, this is Pierce Calder. Uh, this is one of Sam's real good friends. Uh, go ahead. Uh, another really fun thing that we did was, well, in my opinion, um, I got to attempt to play basketball with a bunch of like older guys. Attempt. Um, by the end, I was cherry-faced and out of breath because of the <laughs> shape. So there's that. Uh, a couple of the other guys were playing like racquetball and um, the thing about Impact is they have a coffee shop, and each day they have a different band or group come and play in the coffee shop. So I took a lot of time going and getting Starbucks and going in there and watching. So that was a lot of fun. Uh, and, of course, like we said, we met up with Johnny Brown's um, youth group, and they actually play a game <laughs> that Easy. It's, it's, a, it's a different game. Um, but let's just say there are like different challenges that we had to do, which were very fun. And I'm just going to say one that I had to do was Mr. Johnny um, gave me a point in his group for doing this. But I had, there was this group of people playing spoons, like the card game. And I had to go and lay on top of these people's table that I didn't even know. Just lay on top of their table and sleep for 30 seconds. And during this time, they took my flip-flops off took my phone out of my pocket, 
and looted my wallet. <laughs> so <laughs> um, I got the point, though. That's, that's all good, that and that's what matters. You got the point. <laughs> and the reason why they, they do that game, or Johnny gives them that game, is because a couple years ago, his group was having a hard time uh, branching out. And so he started giving them these challenges, so they would have to go and, and meet people. And it really it brought them out of their shells. And by the end of the week, our kids were wanting to do it. Hunter, what were you going to say? Um, Throughout it, uh, one of the, another free time activities you can play racquetball, and had the idea like I have every year to try to beat Jason, and I didn't beat Jason. I did beat Pierce one time to him beating me three times though, so I feel I feel pretty accomplished. <laughs> um, and, and here's a question for for maybe you and Pierce: um, Who is still undefeated and reigning racquetball champion? After four years, who would, who would, now remember, they, we've got to be truthful here, so who is that? Who would, who would you say that is? Jason. Yeah, wait, somebody over there was talking and not listening. Say it one more time. Jason. Yeah, yes, it was me, yes. Yes, I am the racquetball champion of impact for our group, yes. I will not lose to a teenager. You don't have to clap for that. It may, I, may not lose, I may not win honorably, but I will win. All right, well, good. Anybody else on free time? Good, okay. All right, so uh, let's talk about the theme abandoned. Just what, does, what did that theme, what did it mean to you? It meant that no matter where you are, you could be in a room crowded with a bunch of people. Like you could be on the mall on a, at the mall on a Friday night where it's packed in, and you can still feel like you have no one around you because of lost friends or people who you just ended bad, ended relationships, or your parents being divorced, or anything like that, you can still feel abandoned, and the theme brought us to realize, hey, God's always with you, you're never abandoned, you always have at least one person with you, Right. And that's God. Right, and um, you know, and, and hold, hold that mic for just a second, Hunter, um, you know, for, for, you know, the theme, it meant different things to, to all of us, you know, it, it was different for each one of us, you know, I've I shared on uh, one of our nights, uh, in our Devo nights, that for Abandon, to me, um, you know, for a while, given the situation that's gone on in, in, in my family with the loss of my brothers, there's been a sense of abandonment. I'm the only one left, and, and in some way feel abandoned, um, and it's easy to feel that way, and like I'm all alone, but then, like what Hunter says, you remember that, that God is with you, and that He has not abandoned you. And, and he joins you in the midst of that loss. And boy, that, that, he mourns with us and he weeps with us and walks with us through those times. And, uh, you know, um, you, you know, I don't, I don't have to even give you the details and the backstory. You know that, that Hunter and his school and his community, they've experienced uh, some tough losses this year as, as you have prayed for them and you've prayed for Hunter and, and for his school as you've come to know and just love him. Uh, and, you know, he talked uh, a little bit about that, and um, uh, it really, man, it sort of set the tone for the rest of the night as he talked about feeling that sense of abandonment, because, I mean, one of these guys is your best friend. Uh, not only your best friend, I mean, you guys played right next to each other on the offensive line, right? Yes, sir. Um, yes, sir. Y'all were different. Y'all were at 74 and 75, I mean, close well, numbers. Our numbers were both in the 70s. I was... 79, and he was 75. Gotcha. Um, and so it was a tough time uh, for them. And, and, and it's not that, I mean, they're not done with that. They're not through grieving through that process. But it was, 
uh, I think having that helped Hunter to process it just a little bit and recognize that even in the midst of that, you know, God's with me. Who else? What did the theme mean to you? Abandoned. What came to mind? Um, well, in my situation, I've been dealing with a lot of different, not like having lost anyone, like, I mean, the loss of Mr. George, of course, because he was like my grandfather that was like in town, and me and him had grown like really close, but that ended well, because um, I did get to have my final goodbyes, and he knew how much he meant to me, but um, in my life, I've been through, I'm not going to say as much as some other people, but I have had my share of doubts and struggles. Um, my parents know that. Me and Mr. Jason have had a lot of talks, and for a while, I've always felt kind of abandoned. Um, and just to have this year's impact theme, um, I don't know, it's like every year they come up with a theme, and it's meant not just for some people, but it's always like of a really narrow topic and then it, and they just broaden it and it does apply to you in some way. And in my way, um, just my lack of faith in God for a while and the constant like treading the water for me in a lot of areas, but for this year to just really pull everything together, it's just meant a lot to me and to Hunter and to Kaylee and Pierce and everyone who went, and just to be able to go this year really meant a lot to me and in my life and has really made a difference. So. Anybody else on the theme? Um. At first, when we were doing the abandon, thought that was great, and then we went to classes, and it was all about love. And so at first, I was like, okay, but when you went to the classes and you listened, you know, about um, how love, you know, does not envy, and you go through all of that, and you realize that um, most people, when they feel abandoned, it's because of of one of those things that either they felt envious about something, they were jealous or upset with somebody, there's anger, there's hatred, there's something else, there's other emotions tied into that, which leaves us with that feeling of abandonment or causing someone else to feel that abandoned feeling. And uh, so it was, it was good. One of the speakers, um, we also went, we went to the teen classes, but we also had adult classes. And um, they were really good. And uh, one, of the, one, of the, one of the things he said was, you know, that there's a God-shaped hole in our heart. And uh, w a lot of times when we're feeling abandoned and alone, we're trying to find so many other things to fill that hole. And nothing, nothing can fill that hole except for, for God. So right. it was if we can remember that, that, you know, so that was, that was really good to me. It was, uh, that was a D.L. Moody statement. That was D.L. Moody. D.L. Moody <laughs> said that there's a God-shaped void in us. All right, so let's move on. Let's talk about, uh, you know, every night I ask them the question, uh, you, know, what was your, you know, what was your favorite free time, kind of a fun activity of the day? What was that high point? But then at the end, we always brought it back to what was your spiritual high point 
of the day. And then at the end, we talked about what was the spiritual high point of the week. So go ahead. Spiritual high point. <clears throat> so there's this class on um, rudeness. And it involved, like, it's more of, like, a teen problems, mostly. It's when people are on their phones and stuff was one point that he made. Um, we kind of aren't paying attention to the people that are talking to us because we're too busy on our phone. We're just like, yeah, mm-hmm, gotcha. But doing that is kind of like saying, I'm trying to find something more interesting on this phone than you. And it's pretty true. And I know a lot of people that do that. I do that sometimes with my mom. And I'm sure a lot of teens do that, and adults and children, whatever. And that just kind of stuck out to me. Kind of a challenge for you. Yeah. Uh, I've done that. Anybody else done that before to somebody? Yeah. Who's had it done to them? Yeah, and so we've been on both sides of it. We know, and you know, you're talking to somebody and they're scrolling, or you're talking to me and I'm scrolling and updating statuses. Yeah, it's... Uh, that's a, that's a great point. That's a great takeaway because uh, we're, we're so distracted these days. So great, great point. For me, the, <clears throat> the first sermon was done by David Skidmore, who he's big in the morning impact thing. He's entertainment. He's there through the week. And in the past couple of years, I think he started doing a sermon. And his own uh, Monday night, I believe it was, he talked about, identifying yourself and his point one of his things that he did one of his examples where whenever you walk into a room wearing a t-shirt he can look at your t-shirt and he can tell exactly he can tell one thing about you at least just by your t-shirt like if you're wearing a Georgia Bulldog shirt you probably go for Georgia or anything like that and then he brought up what if we could all any Christian in here could walk into a room and everybody in that room could see they're a Christian just by what they're spiritually wearing or how they act around everybody. And that connected with me. I want everyone to know that I'm a Christian. I want to be able to go into a room. I want to tell everybody about Jesus because of that lesson, how strong that was with a connection because that connects to everybody. Great point. Great point. Uh, just as curiosity, who, I know some of you, you got to tune in online. Who, who saw some of the stuff this week? Uh, what did you think? It was awesome, wasn't it? It was really good. And, uh, well, you know, uh, you know, they're ETS guys. They're entertainment <laughs> technical services. They do a great job of doing a live feed so that if, you know, we're you know, five, six hundred miles away down here, you could tune in and uh, join right in. And, and those of you that commented, I really, I really appreciated the, the comments. And uh, it sort of did it feel like you were there. At least it, it gave a touch back home as to, to what we were doing. So that was pretty neat. All right, who else? Spiritual highlight of the week. For me, it was worship and um, class, which was really my first class that we had. That really, like, made, like, a high standard for all the classes Mm -hmm. because the first guy did amazing. And he talks about when you're envious of other people, you're technically, like, because God has, he did this, like, analogy or whatever. And he said, God has a pen and he's writing out your story. And when you're envious or jealous of somebody, you're technically taking the pen from God and saying that you're just going to write your own story. So I like that. And worship was just amazing. And then Friday night was the best worship yeah, ever. It was great. It was great. Who else? Um, to go back to what Hunter was saying with David Skidmore, uh, I don't know, there was like that one phrase that he just kept saying over and over 
but it just like rang true every time he said it. And um, to go back to the whole T-shirt thing, he was saying, well, if you're wearing like that Georgia Bulldog shirt, he can tell you one true thing about you, but it's not the truest thing about you. And the whole truest thing, I mean, to go back to that, like I really enjoyed David Skidmore's class, and Dave Clayton did amazingly as well. But um, I don't know. I really took that to heart. But my favorite, like, thing about Impact, my spiritual highlight, was by far worship. Um, and it's just there's just something about Impact. Like we don't have the capability to like just exactly match it. Just for the simple fact that the power of being around 2,000 other teams, like, there's just something about it that it's just different, and we look forward to it every year, and if you go, you would right. know why. Yeah, it's, it is it's, power. There's nothing else like it, right. and um, <laughs> this year I tried something a little new while I was at Impact. Uh, there's this giant arena, Allen Arena, and where we sit, we always sit up at the very top by the um, box, like we're usually like it's a basketball stadium, so like that's where like um, refs and like other people sit. But we always sit in the very back, like on the last row. You remember because you went this year. I took a couple of us um, down with Johnny's group, and we went down and sat on the floor, which is down there on the court, and it is so much different. Like to be in the back watching everything is like great and all but to like be down there and hear all the voices around you like surround sound it's definitely unmatchable like that's all you can say about it like words can't describe how it feels to just be down there with everybody and just the opportunity to be around that many people of your age being Christians it's just words can't describe. Sure. It assures you that you're not alone yeah. in your walk. Who else? It's on. Well, um, all of it was amazing to me because it was my first time. Um, but it was, the classes were great and I was emotional a lot of times because I can um, relate when my mom passed and I did feel alone a lot, even when I was around a lot of people or alone with my dad. But then impact had helped me realize that I'm not alone, that God's always with me no matter what. And his love for me will always be there. All right. Um, tell us about the skit. Or tell, tell them about the skit. Um, for that, let me sort of set that up. Every year they do a, 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 a skit that goes through every day. You see a piece of it in the morning, and it, and it builds and builds and builds through the story, and then it, uh, it resolves itself uh, on the last night. And I believe that may have even been on the live feed Friday night. Um, and uh, this year's was, um, it was, it was, different and it was very powerful uh, very uh, emotional it, it always it has to do with the theme and it's it's telling this story and it really told that you, you and I'm, I know I'm speaking on top of the kids and what they'll say but you didn't know where it was going for part of the time until the last night 
you guys talk about this here. I really don't. <laughs> the skit kind of started out like a science fiction thing. And as it went along, it kept on going with this. And then, I don't know how many of you watched on the last night. It was, uh, it ended by a girl who had been in the science fiction thing kind of as a main character type person. She wasn't really the main character though. But throughout towards the middle and closer to the end, she became the ma uh, main character. And it ended with her in a therapy session. And they, she had wrote all this stuff in her diary. And what she was talking about with these Zylons is what she called them, which was the aliens who were really mean and kind of trying to take over everything. And uh, she ended up talking about, she referred to those as a group of girls at her school that were a bunch of bullies. And then she had in the play, or in the skit through it, in the science fiction part, there was her uncle and her dad, which were there, and her dad was always telling, always getting on to her pretty much all the time. And her uncle was always taking her side, slash her dad's side, kind of being in the middle, kind of being the cool uncle that everyone has. And her uncle ended up, in the end, being her therapist, is how she had connected those two. And it was pretty awesome. And I'll let someone else explain the rest of it. What it was, is it was, you had a girl who had been bullied, and her escape was to write about it in a journal. And it outpoured itself in a science fiction story. And so you're watching this science fiction story from the beginning, not realizing that it's the thoughts of a girl who is experiencing some extreme bullying until the very last night, and it curtain opens up, and it's there in a therapy office. And uh, something else, the girl herself, um, the girl who's writing all of this, she's like kind of the science, the sci-fi nerd at her school. She like, they didn't tell us until the final night her story behind her wanting to do all this, but it is because her mother had passed away and her dad was emotionally vacant and constantly at work and was never around for her. And he picked them up and moved them across the country. So she was completely cut off from any friends that she may have had, and which brings us back to the whole theme of abandonment. Um, but to see like her story, like in the actual, in the actual skit itself, um, you could like after they tell you about everything, you can really go back and you can pick out certain pieces and parts that really like show how like it all came together, and you can pick out like the different. Um, like with the Zylons that represented like the mean girls at her school and like her dad and how like in the skit like she ran away um, just like with like her dad like never being there and there was just like a lot to it and in the end um, it tied into David Skidmore it tied into his um, sermons that he had these pieces of paper and um, on them they had different I don't even know what you would call them, like emotions. Um, and they were like different like traps, I guess. Like one of them had alone and blame and all these different things. And in the end, um, like some loud emotional music played. And she like in the end went from the therapy office to 
where in her sci-fi story she was. And she went and found this piece of paper that said alone and she ripped it and ran and gave her dad a hug. And they, like, I'm guessing you can write your own story from there about what happens after that. But just to see the father-daughter relationship, like, get, like, mended back together, like, everything. It was, as Mr. Jason even called it Friday night, it was probably the best impact skit by far for the last couple of years. And to be able to go and watch it was just a blessing. It was, it was powerful, and it was, I mean, it was, that was a very emotional moment as the girl realized she was not alone, that her dad was there, and also that represents God being there for us as well. But as she tore that sign, and she held it up for everybody to see and tore it and then sprinted across, I mean, a 50-foot set to just grab her dad and hold her, and then the lights just went out. It was, it was powerful. I mean, there were, at least one person on this stage was crying. I won't say who it was, but... Somebody was. Uh, at least two people on this stage were crying, and we won't say who one of them was. But, uh, all right, somebody whispered my name. Uh, all right, it was me, but it was dark, so you couldn't see it. And I had sinuses. Uh, but it was, uh, it, was, it was really powerful. Who else? Anybody else got anything to say about this skit? Was it a good week? It was, uh, impact was, uh, it was definitely on fleek. Sure was. Yes, it was. How uh, did I know he was going to say that on stage? That's a teenage term, and I don't know what it means. But it was a a great week, and I felt like this group, small as though it was, bonded. They've come out stronger. They've come out uh, with a renewed sense of purpose and and passion, Um, and uh, just was really, really an incredible week. And. Um, you know, Dave Clayton spoke one night, and uh, the, the Thursday night that he spoke, he, he really, I felt, talked about the, the abandonment thing pretty, pretty well, and he talked about the, uh, the Holy Spirit coming, and Jesus leaving, and uh, Jesus saying that, uh, you know, he's not going to leave us alone. You know, he didn't just leave us here to uh, figure it out, he sent the Holy Spirit to be our guide and our counselor. And he, he talked about uh, him... And those of you that watched, you heard that about him being a, a river guide, you know, guiding you through those, those rapids. And that was, a, that was a pretty powerful analogy. And I think, you know, these guys picked up on that pretty well. And that's a, that's a good point for us, too, is that, you know, uh, and, and I think everybody here would tell you that it, there are times where we feel abandoned, yes or no. We all feel abandoned at, at, at times. When we feel abandoned, it's, maybe it's because we're not loving. Maybe it's because we've not been loved. Uh, it's because we've experienced loss or doubt or whatever it might be. Um, but while people might abandon us or while we might abandon people, uh, God does not abandon us. He's there. While the world is changing all around us, the one constant is God. And He is there, and He will not abandon us. And so, if that's you, and and, and you feel alone, you feel a sense of abandonment, there may be a lot of truth to it. There may be that you feel that from people, from events, from jobs, whatever's going on in your life, from, from loss. 
And at least in the human world and from the human perspective, there may be some abandonment. But God has not left you. And God will not leave you. And it might be that you feel abandoned because you've never committed your life to Him fully. And you can do that. And He'll take that hurt, He'll take the pain, the sorrow, He'll take the void, and He will fill that up with only what He can fill it up with. And that is Himself, His love, His power, His forgiveness, His, His Spirit. That's the power of God. That's the power of Jesus Christ. And so I hope you, I hope you don't go away feeling abandoned or feeling unloved. I hope you will find the love of Jesus. There might be a change you need to make in your life. Why not make that today? Why not live your life not from a feeling of abandonment, but from a position of abandonment where you abandon everything for Jesus Christ? If we can help you, if we can pray for you, why don't you come while we all together, we stand and we sing just as I am. Yeah.